1: A security camera captured images of a 19-year-old girl as she was abducted from a convenience store. Forensic scientists needed to find some way to improve the images for possible leads. And a scanning electron microscope eventually identified the trail of the missing girl. Moose Lake, Minnesota, one of the many reasons why the state is known as the land of 10,000 lakes. This small town outside of Duluth was home to 19-year-old Katie Poyer. Hey, Dad. She was bubbly. She was always bouncing around. She was always lively and uh, uh, very active in, in everything. And, Katie's interest included her family, several sports, and her pet dogs. She wanted to be either a police officer or a game warden. Uh, She was always interested in animals. After graduating from high school in 1998, Katie studied criminal justice at a nearby community college and also became engaged to her boyfriend, Mark. Katie worked as a clerk at this Moose Lake convenience store, a job her mother didn't want her to take.
0: I'd ask her about what type of Deviants that would come in there. And and she'd just say, oh, mom, you know, don't worry. And, you know, that's how she was. Very trusting, trusting um,
1: person. One night, around midnight, when Katie was working the night shift alone, a customer called police to say that the store was open, but there were no employees around. Police went to investigate. There were no signs of violence, and no money was missing from the cash register or the safe. And Katie's car keys were still there. On the counter were notes with money from customers who had purchased items sometime after Katie left the store. Police wondered whether Katie might have left the store with a friend. Either uh, as a prank
2: or um, uh, for some other purpose. She would have never left on her own without calling her supervisor or something and and locking the place up, at
1: least. The store had four security cameras focused on various areas. At 11.38 PM, the security cameras revealed a Caucasian man forcing Katie out of the front door into the parking lot. You could actually see his hands up near her throat.
2: You could see her arms clearly bent toward her throat, and he had her from behind.
1: The pictures were grainy and showed few details of the abductor. There were no security cameras outside the store to photograph the getaway vehicle. The store was located near a major highway, which meant the kidnapper could have left the area at high speed. A search of nearby streets and parks in Moose Lake was fruitless. A lot of people here in the county participated in the, the search for her. You know, there were hundreds and thousands of people that um, were involved and really took it to heart and, and were very concerned about trying to find Katie. Neighbors near the store told police they saw a black pickup truck circling the area before Katie's abduction. And an employee at the sandwich shop next to the convenience store told police she had seen the same black pickup truck in the parking lot about three hours before Katie vanished. She said the driver was, glaring inappropriately as female customers left the store. On a hunch, the employee wrote down what she could remember of the license plate. She said it was a Minnesota license plate and that the first three digits were 557. She also recalled that the last letter on the plate was a Y. Police hoped that if they found this black pickup truck, they would also find Katie Poyer. Minnesota National Guard helicopters searched the area for 19-year-old Katie Poyer. On the ground, dozens of community volunteers joined police in the search. But with each passing day and no word from the kidnapper, hope started to fade that Katie would be found alive.
0: I didn't want to think of that. My daughter wasn't going to be that statistic.
1: Police searched their database for black pickup trucks registered in the state of Minnesota with a license plate beginning with 557 and ending with the letter Y. Surprisingly, There were hundreds of vehicles matching that description. We believe that we had an
2: experienced sexual predator on our hands. This person that came in and took Katie was not
1: afraid of the video camera. Surveillance video captured images of the man who abducted Katie from the convenience store. The quality of the pictures was poor, and the images too distorted to clearly identify the kidnapper. To improve the pictures, police sent the tapes to NASA, which has many years of experience trying to improve pictures sent from space. Solar physicist Dr. David Hathaway created a process to enhance video images called Visar.
2: It stabilizes the video so that you can add images together, and in doing so, you get rid of a lot of the noise that you see when you look at a a still frame.
1: Dr. Hathaway says, A video picture is really two different fields that create one picture. These two fields change so rapidly, the human eye can't discern it. Dr. Hathaway combined the even and odd frames so that both could be viewed at the same time, creating twice the number of lines of resolution. In one of those freeze frame images, Dr. Hathaway was able to isolate the kidnapper When he removed some of the grain in the picture, he could see that the man had short, blonde, or gray hair, was approximately 5 feet 10 inches tall with an average build. And he wore a dark New York Yankees baseball jersey with the number 23 on the back. Unfortunately, even this new technique could not produce a clear image of the kidnapper's face. But using what they had, A police sketch artist released a rough drawing along with a physical description, including his clothing, to the media. Hundreds of tips poured into police. One of those tips led to Donald Dean Christensen, who had a past conviction on a sex offense. Christensen had been free at the time of Katie's abduction. There was no doubt about it that Mr. Christensen was a good look-alike
2: as far as the video. But the video was so poor, that any number of dozens of people could have been, could have looked like that if we would have just gotten a chance to look at them.
1: Donald Dean Christensen had several tattoos, including a large one on his left forearm. But the security camera video revealed the kidnapper had no tattoo on his forearm. Christensen was cleared.
2: In your name, please.
1: Three weeks after Katie's abduction, Dispatcher Paula Francisco answered a telephone call from a citizen who had a tip. It was lead number 1,960.
0: This was the very first time that I felt we might be onto something here.
1: The caller worked at the Minnesota Veterans Home in Minneapolis and was suspicious of a janitor there who had just quit. His name was Donald Albin Blom. The caller was suspicious because Blom changed his appearance around the time Katie Poyer disappeared.
0: New haircut, clean-shaven, where there had been facial hair before. He also indicated that he had seen the Yankees jersey on numerous occasions, that he was known to wear that. And I literally could feel the chills up and down my arms, thinking, this is it.
1: Blom was 50 years old, married, and the father of four children. A background check showed that Blom had prior convictions for assault, rape, and kidnapping dating back to the 1970s. His last conviction was in 1983, when Blom had forced two young women into the woods at knife point and tied them to a tree. Fortunately, the girls escaped before they were assaulted. This one made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. But a check of motor vehicles revealed Blom did not own a black pickup truck, as witnesses described. Police hoped a search of Blom's home would be far more revealing.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well.
1: When police descended upon the home of Donald Blom, they found no trace of Katie Poyer. Blom said he was innocent and that he had an alibi for the night of Katie's disappearance. When investigators learned Blom owned vacation property near Moose Lake, they searched there too. Once again, there was no sign of Katie, but investigators noticed a large fire pit next to a trailer on the property. Technicians sifted the fire pit for trace evidence and found several small items that appeared to be bone. I wasn't going to tell the Poyers that I thought their daughter was dead. I wasn't going to take that hope away from them until I had some proof. Police asked a forensic anthropologist, Dr. Susan Thurston Meister, to examine the fragments. She says human bone differs from animal bone. The cross-section of human bone has a circular pattern. Animal bone is linear.
0: So I began to sort them into an animal pile, human, and then an indeterminate pile that the pieces were so small you couldn't make the determination of human or animal.
1: Dr. Meister examined the human bone fragments to determine the age and sex of the victim. This part of the pelvis, called the pubic symphysis, was key. The bone had an obtuse angle, greater than 90 degrees, indicative of a female. And the oval surface was heavily ridged, characteristic of a young adult. Skull fragments also helped determine the victim's age. The joints or sutures of the skull bones were open. Skull sutures typically close around age 35. Dr. Meister concluded the remains were those of a young woman.
0: The age of the individual represented in the fire pit was between the ages of 17 and 24 years of age.
1: While the findings were consistent with Katie Poyer, it was far from a positive identification. The bones were too badly damaged for DNA testing and collectively represented only 25% 25% of a human skeleton. But several tooth fragments also were recovered from Blom's fire pit. Investigators called in forensic odontologist Dr. Anne Norlander, who specializes in making identification based on dental x-rays. This tooth was the largest and most intact of those recovered.
2: The roots were a little narrower, and we were missing all the enamel, or the protective outer covering on the crown of this tooth.
1: Dr. Norlander identified the tooth as human. When she compared it to Katie Poyer's dental records, she saw that the shape and size were consistent with Katie's lower left second molar, known as tooth number 18 and she noticed something else, what looked to be remnants of a filling in the tooth. Dr. Norlander asked forensic scientists at the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension to conduct an analysis of the filling. Forensic scientist Mark Nielsen used a scanning electron microscope to magnify the filling, so that it was thousands of times larger. What it, in a sense, allows us
2: to do is to actually determine what the elemental composition is of the particular substance that we have uh, within the sample chamber.
1: The microscope bombards an isolated section of the sample with an electron beam, and different elements will react to the beam differently. The result showed that the filling material in the tooth was highly unusual. It contained zirconium and silicon in concentrations that they had never seen before in dental cement. When scientists contacted Katie Poyers' dentist, Dr. Melanie Meyer, she told them something interesting. Her records indicated she had replaced a filling in Katie's tooth number 18 two weeks before the abduction. Dr. Meyer said, She used a brand new material not yet on the market to fill her tooth. The material was a sample called Rely-X-Arc, which had been given to her at a dental conference.
0: That material was specifically designed to use with alloy fillings and amalgam filling to bond it to the tooth. That procedure hasn't always been done. So it was something
1: new. Dr. Meyer told investigators that Reli-X was manufactured by the 3M company, headquartered in Minnesota. When contacted by police, chemists at 3M said that Reli-X contained concentrations of two elements, zirconium and silicon, the same materials in the same concentrations that were found in the tooth in Donald Blom's fire pit. That was the positive identification of Katie Poyer. Oh, it no, doesn't, it doesn't get any easier, hey? Right? Wow. In a garage on one of Donald Blom's properties was the black pickup truck with the same license plate police were looking for. State records listed Blom's truck as white, a clerical error. Donald Blom was arrested and charged with Katie Poyer's murder. It is the most heinous crime. I can't fathom anything worse happening to an individual uh, being kidnapped and, and then murdered. When confronted with the scanning electron microscope findings, Blom confessed to Katie's murder during a taped conversation with Special Agent Phil Wagner. There was a coolness in his voice. This is is a bad man. Blom admitted to kidnapping and killing Katie Poyer. He went into the convenience store. He took Katie out.
2: He put her in the truck. He drove her to his property. He let her down to the fire pit. And then he choked her to death from behind.
1: And he burned her. But two weeks later, Donald Blom recanted, claiming the confession was coerced. Prosecutors know that Blom was in the vicinity of the convenience store that day because his credit card receipts show he purchased liquor nearby around 5 PM. The sandwich shop employees saw Blom leering at customers in the parking lot around 8 PM, three hours before Katie was abducted. Blom may have seen Katie then and returned at 11.30, entering the store when she was alone. Prosecutors explained the scientific evidence to the jury, especially their smoking gun, the dental filling material in the tooth identified as Katie's a material which was so limited in distribution, it wasn't yet on the market. The jury understood the scanning electron analysis. Donald Blom was convicted of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. The verdict is little solace for the Poyers.
0: Our dinner table has one empty place setting. The holidays come around and we have to change the routine because Santa Claus can't come in the Christmas morning anymore for two kids, you know?
1: He should have never been out in the first place. This should have never happened. As a result of this case, Minnesota lawmakers passed Katie's Law, which includes stiffer penalties for convicted sex offenders and mandates better ways for police to track past offenders. And the Conoco chain that employed Katie Poyer now requires that at least two workers are on duty each shift.
2: Science is what put Donald Blom in prison. Science
1: is what removed that threat from our streets. I wouldn't even uh, want to speculate on, on uh, what could have happened if we didn't have the forensics. I'm just thankful that uh, we had such good uh, individuals able to to provide the information that I needed uh, for court.
2: You couldn't have tried this case without them. It's one of those cases that are cases that combine your life that that um, that you're amazed by. That you know the little things that we do um, that people might be extremely interested in are very simple things. But the fact that there was one tooth that happened to be there that was the one tooth that the dentist happened to do his work on made the case.